Hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Graphic Design is Fun podcast. My name's Dan. Hope you're all having a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today, we're chatting with Ben Curtis, who you may know by the name Boring Friends. Ben is a super talented graphic designer and illustrator from right here in Toronto. Another another Torontonian, actually Phoebe from the last episode. Shout out Phoebe. She actually recommended I reach out to Ben who I've been following for a while, but was just kind of too nervous to send him an email because he has a lot of followers on social media. Um, but I did it. He said yes. And here we are. And we had a great, great chat. Ben's a super chill guy. We um, we both play chess. So that's kind of something that we kind of connect over, which by the way, feel free to skip the first couple minutes of this because we just talk about chess um, but I'm not going to cut it out because I like chess and, uh, and we're around the same level too. He's a little bit better than me, but, um, we, uh, we have that in common. We'll have to have a, a chess, uh, face off, uh, someday. Anyway, other than chess, we, uh, we talked about how Ben got into design, which is interesting. There's kind of like two parts to his sort of story in terms of where he's at now. Ben has been working as a graphic designer for like 15 plus years. He worked at Shopify for the better part of a decade. And then around five years ago, started experimenting with drawing and kind of teaching himself how to draw, taking a drawing class and kind of got into the more uh, illustration side of things. And that's kind of just progressed over the years to where now he has this big brand He's selling all kinds of cool stuff. You can buy his, his t-shirts and, and bags and phone cases and all kinds of stuff. He's got a huge social media following, but it's interesting to see where it started. And you can go, if you scroll down on his Instagram, you can see when he was just getting started with drawing and get just kind of figuring it out and finding his style. One thing I love about Ben is he's a, a very kind of inspiring, very encouraging uh, dude out there. Just encourage everybody to... Um, you know, be creative to give something a shot. If you want to learn to draw, if you want to, you know, learn graphic design to just jump into it. And even if it sucks at first, it's okay. So really cool stuff. Very inspiring, positive dude. Uh, I'm very happy that he, uh, he was down to chat. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, here is today's conversation with Ben Curtis. I didn't, I didn't, like, it didn't occur to me, like, from, like, our emails or from me reaching out, but as soon as you logged on, I, like, it immediately came back to me that you, I remember we did our office hours and you told me that you had, like, just started doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, damn. Because that was, what, that was, what, like, a, probably a year ago or something? Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been that long ago because I, I only started my podcast in the summer, but I remember it was, you had just recorded your episode with Jesse Nyberg. So it was oh, okay, when, whenever okay. that was. I think that was like that was like late late summer, I guess. Sorry, my dog is like having a panic attack downstairs right now. Okay. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was cool. We mostly talked about chess, I think. Um that checks out. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a thing that I would uh monopolize all of your time with. <laughs> yeah, that that's um 
uh, w- w- one thing I very much enjoyed uh, following your your Instagram is like your semi regular, yeah, chess tips, chess <laughs> updates. Dude, thirteen hundred—that's your current rating. Yeah, well, it was when I posted that. I've I've slipped like fifty or sixty points since then. I knew it wasn't gonna last, so I knew yeah. to. But it depends on like what time setting you're on, because like, yeah, because that's in rapid. I'm thirteen hundred, but then in blitz, I'm like nine hundred. It's it's way harder on the quicker setting, and and not because yeah. it's like it's like harder to play it, but it's like the players that are on it are way harder for some reason and play way mm-hmm. more accurately. Well, Blitz is a skill unto itself. Like, and totally. I just like Bullet as well, which is yeah. insane. And um, no, I'm pretty bad at Blitz, but I try to play a little bit because I figure it helps me when I'm playing rapid and I'm in like a time crunch, you know, and I got to be able to just move quick. But anyway, I'm, a, I'm around like 1100 on a good day, rapid. I mean, that's like that. That's no slouch. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, I don't know how much we can talk about chess before everyone oh, tunes out. All, but... the, all the users are just dropping off right now. <laughs> but back on the subject of chess, I think <laughs> tonight yeah. uh, they have that like chess night here in Toronto at like the, the Madison, I think. And I, I've been meaning to go for like a long time. It's like every Wednesday, my friend Cam and I have been meaning to go for like a while. And last night, we or not last night, last week, we almost went and then we didn't end up going. And then uh, I guess Magnus Carlsen was there. Holy shit. Uh, which, which for the, the uninitiated listener is like uh, the best chess player in the whole world, hands yeah. down. And so he might actually be there again tonight. Apparently he's like in Toronto for like a couple of weeks or something like that. So who knows if he'll, if he'll show up again, but I think we're going to go tonight and I mean, no we wanted to go anyways, but uh, we could just go fanboy over him if he is there. Okay, that's wild. Um, is that the uh, Chess in the Park group or is that different? I honestly don't know because I okay. still haven't gone. True, true. Because I'm in this Facebook group and I think they do every Wednesday. And like they play in the park during the summers, I guess. But maybe they're, I don't know, maybe that's the same... Uh, but I've never actually been. I've never been. I'm kind of too right. scared to go because I'm like, well, I'm just going to show up there and every and just lose a bunch of games and leave or like, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I have no idea what the skill level is like at this yeah. one. When I was, because I was in New York for a couple months in the summer and I found um, like a chess night there just by by chance at like this, this cafe that I stumbled oh, upon. Cool. And I guess they had like a weekly chess thing. And then, you know, I had never really done like a chess night before, um, but just decided like, what the hell and just showed up and like, it's pretty pretty low stakes stuff yeah. like, like you know no one's there to like to be an asshole and make you feel like an idiot or anything and it's kind of like i mean at least the one that i went to it's like it's the whole spectrum of skill levels like it's people who've played like twice and it's people who you know play it like extremely seriously and are just gonna like absolutely destroy you but yeah. um you know no one takes it seriously everyone's just there to kind of fart around and For get sure. to play in person dang man i uh so you think you're gonna go tonight uh, I think so. I have a thing later on tonight, which is also kind of chess related, <laughs> which is funny, which like uh, is a whole other thing. But um, yeah, it depends. Like, I think if my my friend who I was going to go with originally last week, if he's down, I might go this week because maybe I am just afraid to like show up on my own. Who knows? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> maybe maybe let's move on from uh, from chess. <laughs> this is all getting cut. <laughs> Well, actually, okay. Wait, first, quick question, and this will be this will ease us into it. Uh, what What is the name "Boring Friends"? Where, where does that come from? Honestly, like I don't even really have like a 
that interesting of a story behind it or like uh some deep meaning like it it really is just you know like five something years ago when i started to like draw more and started to like explore this stuff more i i you know i wanted a means of like um you know sharing the stuff that i was doing so i figured i'd just like open an instagram account at that point i was just making like basically like stick figure drawings and like little comics and like whatever and uh i think i was just like sitting at a coffee shop and like decided to open up uh an account and i think boring friends was just like the first like funny thing that popped into my head and i was like that kind of works that's kind of like I, you know at the moment i i didn't really think that there would be any sort of weight behind it or that it was going to go anywhere or whatever like i, I just wanted yeah. the priority was just to like have an instagram account and i didn't really think about the name or that it would ever be you know an officially like registered business that sells products or like convinces clients to to work with me yeah uh, for money but with the name boring friends so um it's really just some brain fart well i like it but yeah speaking of kind of you getting started and drawing stick figures partly why i think this is interesting is like you you talk a lot about making shitty art that's like a kind of slogan you have and actually the whole make shitty art contest i kind of vaguely followed which i thought was super cool but well, I think what makes it interesting is that, yeah, if you go back on your Instagram page, I mean, no offense, but it's it was different. It was a different style. You were for sure finding your your thing, and it yeah. was yeah. you know Thank a you little for bit it nicely. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah. So c can you talk a bit about kind of getting started? What, was it more the graphic design side or more the drawing kind of illustration side that got you into it, or or how did that all begin for you? Right. I mean, like. I've been doing the the graphic design thing in in one context or another for the last like fifteen something years. Like so, I, I you know I went to school for it a um, hundred years ago, um, which was I didn't specifically take a program for graphic design, but like that was sort of part of it, like graphic design and illustration and and web design and that kind of stuff, and then a hundred other different subjects. So got a bit of a taste of it um, uh, through that, but then you know, kind of left university with like little bits of information about like a thousand different things, but not really sure what kind of direction I wanted to go in. And then, you know, freelance for a little bit and then got sort of my first graphic design job and did that for like a year. And then I went from there and got hired at um, Shopify. And so I ended up working there for, I always forget exactly how long it was. I think it was like eight and a half years, like super long time. But oh, wow. the, the first like three, I think years that I was there, um, I was just doing coding. So I was just doing like, like front end dev kind of stuff, like worked on their, their theme support team. So did a bunch of coding, um, which was fine. And is that something you studied or you just, was that something yeah, you I kind mean, of that, learned that separately? That was also part of what I, I took in school. And so I had like a, a knowledge of it and I was, I was decent at it, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say that coding has like ever been something that I've been like passionate about or or anything like that would be like a huge stretch but you know it was a means to getting in at like a pretty decent company and like the work was challenging and interesting and whatever but you know eventually hit a bit of a wall because like you know if you're not passionate about something like that you're only gonna like get so good at that certain thing or or like be so interested in the work before you kind of burn out like um yeah you know, I was going home to learn more about graphic design and like, and like try new stuff with that or, or try, or, you know, just be interested in like art and design and whatever. And I wasn't going home to like learn, you know, the newest JavaScript libraries or like whatever. It's just like never going to happen that way. So yeah, 
um, slowly but surely made my transition over to the design team at Shopify. And so, um, yeah, for the rest of my time there, I was like, uh, like a designer on the marketing team. So all sorts of like, I think mostly started off by doing a whole bunch of like print work and like any sort of like in-person Shopify installation was, you know, I, I would be on the team that would put that kind of thing together and That's then cool. move over to a little bit more like UX design, um, you know, landing pages and, and um, social stuff and whatever, like just kind of a little bit all over the place. And that was all fine, but like uh, also still not a thing that I was like going to be like super passionate about at the end of the day. Like UX design is is fun and interesting, but um, didn't really like keep my interest um, throughout. So while I was there, I started getting back into learning how to draw. Like that, that's the thing too, is that like this entire time that I'd been um, a graphic designer, like working as a professional graphic designer, designer, I was also like someone who could not draw. So like, um, any type of illustrative work or anything, um, that required something drawn was all stuff that I would just do like straight up on the computer. So like, you know, using Adobe Illustrator and just like combining shapes and using the pen tool and whatever, which is fine and can like, get you far enough and you can certainly get away with just like only ever doing it that way. But um, I think I always kind of felt like it was a bit of a, a barrier for me and, and like preventing me from doing stuff that I found to be like more interesting or more rewarding. So um, yeah, I decided to like finally take uh, learning to draw a little bit more seriously. Um, and up until that point too, I just kind of, I think in my mind, I had always pictured like, you know, some people can draw and some people can't and it's like it's just a matter of like you're either born with that sort of like inherent ability or or your your brain can more easily like take some sort of like visual subject and, and turn it into a drawing and put it down on paper or your brain just like doesn't work that way sort of case closed but then um I, I don't know exactly what brought me to the realization that that didn't have to be like a limiting factor, but eventually I realized that like, no, like drawing is just like a learnable skill similar to, you know, any other skill. Like it's just a matter of like sitting down and actually like putting in the, the hours and like getting the sort of muscle memory and the repetition and whatever. And eventually you can just kind of draw. Like I still feel like I'm like pretty, pretty amateur when it comes to drawing. Like I, I like a lot of stuff that I do, like takes me a lot of, um, not a lot of practice, but like a lot of rounds of revision and a lot of like retrying and retracing and, and, and whatever before something feels just right. Like I always feel like, like other people who've been doing this for a long time can just like pick something out of their mind's eye and just plop something down onto the paper and not think about it. Whereas for me, it's right. like, it's a, it's a, it's a slower process for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, compared to what I was drawing five years ago when I was sort of just getting back into it, it's, you know, there's no real comparison like it's it's a huge leap so yeah man i mean i see i see what you mean you always kind of see other people who are seem better than you but um it, and it's cool as a nice reminder i think just kind of to reiterate like yeah it's a learnable thing and like you can see somebody like you who makes dope stuff and makes a living doing it and it's like well, so like, you know, a big chunk of this, you just learned like in, in the last few years. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, like it doesn't, it doesn't take much, right? Like I didn't really go, to, you know, back to school to do this stuff. I didn't go in any intensive courses. I did a quick little like uh, once a week drawing course at, uh, at OCAD here in Toronto, like, I don't know, four or five years ago, just, 
just for fun, like essentially just to like try that out and like got a little bit out of it. Didn't like take it too seriously, but it was enjoyable. But um, yeah, most of it's just like self-taught, self-learned. And yeah. um, I think that's, that's a bit of the thing with like the sort of make shitty art challenge stuff as well is like kind of emphasizing to people that like um, the bar that you need to like pass in order to just be able to like make something that's like interesting and creative and that people are into is like not that high. Like you don't need to be able to, um, you know, draw like a perfectly, like perfectly proportioned and shaded like replica of like a scene that you're looking at in order to just be able to show off sort of like your interpretation of what you're looking at and what you find like interesting and to like show the world what you're seeing like through your eyes right like you just kind of need to be able to find a means of like properly expressing yourself and that's kind of all that it takes and then you know the longer you do it the better you're going to get at it and you're going to be more efficient but um it still is something that you can just like build up towards sorry my dog is slamming up the stairs <laughs> what's your dog's name Alfie. Alfie. Is that yeah. from a movie? What's that from? There is a movie. There's there's two movies called Alfie. There's like the the original had like Michael Caine in it. And then the uh the newest one, which I think is a remake of it, has Jude Law. Um I've seen neither of them. Okay. And uh I named him a hundred years ago after the the captain of the Ottawa Senators, Daniel Offertson. Oh, true. Are you a big yeah. big hockey fan? I'm a I'm a decent hockey fan. I'm a big Sens fan. I've always been a Sens fan. Are you from Toronto originally? No, I'm from Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, that's so, the giveaway because yes. no one you're not going to meet someone from um, you know, uh Chicago who's like a huge Sens fan. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um actually I was, I was going to ask you like in terms of like the the learning new stuff, how do you, do you feel that now that you have such a big following on social media, like less, or that it's more difficult if you want to kind of try something new or try out a new style that you're sort of like, oh, well, a lot of people are going to see this. You know, like I, uh, sometimes I think about graphic design students who um, already have a lot of followers who are really young. And um, and it's I, I, I almost feel like maybe that is like limiting people from just like trying something out or learning a new thing, learning, you know, what, uh, whatever kind of skill that they don't already have because they have this kind of audience that's going to see it and it's going to feel like a step down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it could be a challenge. Like I think, you know, despite having, you know, having had this account grow like pretty substantially in the last like year or two, I still try to keep like enough of an arm's length from it that I like don't, take it too seriously and I don't feel like I'm being too like prescriptive about what it is that I create and why I create it and and you know making stuff um that only falls <clears throat> in line with you know what people who are following me are gonna care about and are gonna like or whatever like I don't know if I post something new like today or tomorrow and it's just like a really different style and it's a new approach to what I'm doing I I'm not gonna hemorrhage like 60,000 followers overnight like people are just going to see it and they're going to like it or not which yeah. you know is already how I would describe posting something on there anyways people are just going to like it or they're going to not um so I, I mean I do think that yeah like tomorrow I'm probably not gonna wake up and all of a sudden it's like a like a photo collage account 
or something like that. And just like all of a sudden I'm only posting this like brand new style or whatever. Um, part of me would like to think that I could just do that and just like switch gears and whatever, but realistically I probably won't uh, like, you know, maybe I'll make something new and post it and just see what people are into and then like slowly iterate towards it. But a lot of the time it, it is that like, you know, through a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, it does change little by little. Like it, like right. I wouldn't say every single piece that there's something sort of like completely brand new in it, but there is a lot that like that I'm trying out as I'm going, that is different from the piece I did a week ago or two weeks ago, or like I'm using, I mean, I, I've kind of stuck to the, you know, the sort of like pens and, and textures and like shading that I use, but even then that's like something that could, that could change and that could turn into something new. Um, but I do like to think like in terms of like composition or in terms of, you know, it's just general like message or, or attitude or theme um, or colors or whatever that I, like, you know, I try to keep it fairly loose and experimental and, and not try to like keep everything within this one specific box. Like, I think it is really easy um, when you're, you know, you're an artist and, and your main means of um, showing off what you're doing is through this like social media game, you know, it's, it is kind of like training you and training your brain in a way to be like, okay, well, when you make art that looks like this, you're, you're going to get like this level of reward and this level of, of like positive feedback. Right. And so, you know, it, it kind of like nudges you to only make a certain thing because you know that you're going to get that kind of like reward from it. So I can see why people end up kind of making something similar or sticking to like a similar style or making the same thing over and over because like, they found a system that works and they just want to like keep getting um, that type of feedback and, and they want to like keep that sort of growth going. But I think for me, it's like, I get too stir crazy. Like I got, I got to just like try stuff and like I get an idea that that might be slightly different from what I normally do, or I don't know how it's going to land or I don't know how people are going to respond to it. But I like, I really actively try to like not care. Like I, I don't want to really give a shit about, um, you know, Instagram reception of the art that I make because at the end of the day, it, like, it doesn't really matter. Like it, it, it could be like the best thing that I've made in a year, and I post it, and like it just completely flops on Instagram. And at the end of the day, I also don't know whether it, like did it flop because not that many people are using the app that day. Did it flop because Instagram? changed their algorithm uh last night and because i posted something with a uh frog in it but last night they decided no more frogs uh yeah, yeah. it's just like not going to show anyone or is it because people like genuinely like weren't feeling it and didn't yeah, like you never really know yeah i never really know so like so what is the value of that type of feedback at the end of the day right like um if i can't really derive any proper meaning from what people are telling me about it then why should I tailor it to any of that in For the sure. first place? Yeah, yeah. Like why why pay attention to a metric that like for all you know is basically arbitrary? Yeah. Like I, I think at the end of the day, you should just be making this stuff for yourself. Like make stuff that you feel super happy with and and proud of and that you feel like you did a great job. And then the rest of it is uh is all gravy. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned keeping social media at arm's length which I, I like that phrase but yeah i mean can you can you expand on that a little bit as someone who uh 
you know, is definitely in it and, you know, succeeding. But at the same time, I get the vibe from you, unlike maybe some other people that it's like, because I think it, you, you see people who really kind of get into it and they love the, the numbers and they love the game. And um, that's cool too. But I, I think there's a certain level of like, uh, kind of like losing your soul if you're not careful type of thing that can happen. And you seem to balance that pretty well while still kind of playing the game. I don't know. Any thoughts on yeah, that? I, I mean, like I try to, like, I should be clear that like, I'm not always like an expert at approaching it that way either. And to, you know, to sit here and try and say like that I'm just like a Zen master about whatever I post. And I, like, <laughs> I, I don't care about whether it's received well or whether, you know, um, some art that I made really like takes off or, or whatever, like, you know, you notice those things and you, and you take them into account and, you know, it can be really frustrating when you make something and you put a lot of time into something and it kind of just doesn't go anywhere. Like, especially when you, when you do tie some of like the, the rewards or like the reward center in your brain to being like, yeah, it, it lets you convince, or, sorry, like it, um, the whole sort of system is set up to make you feel like, um, like, you know, if you don't get the engagement and you don't get the likes and whatever that you made bad art or that you did a bad job, right? Which is like not accurate. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to like, like really articulate what my my stance is on all of it, but it, it is kind of like constantly this game of trying to like remind myself that it, it truly doesn't matter and that there really are like, things that I'm making that like, I'm really excited about. And that like, I feel like I did a really good job on and like, though that type of reward is like a lot more valuable than like an extra 1000 likes on Instagram, which don't mean anything at the end of the day. Um, but it can be tough, like, especially, you know, with a platform with Instagram or with like TikTok, it's like, making those videos can be a real pain in the ass. Like, it's a lot of work to make some of them. Like they take like hours to put together, even if they're not that like complicated, it's yeah, just yeah. like, it's a bunch of labor to like shoot them all and edit them all and like sync things up and add in titles and, you know, fucking write a caption and, and do the whole thing. And then yeah. you, you have no idea how it's going to be received. And when it's, you, you know, when it doesn't take off again, you like, you have no idea why it didn't. Cause like for all those hours that you're working on it, and you're putting it together, you're probably like really excited about an idea and you think it's going to be like really cool and people are going to be into it. And like, you're kind of like partially daydreaming about like, like how much it's going to blow up and you know, you're going to be in the news and then you're going to be invited <laughs> on all the late night talk shows to talk about this uh, Instagram reel yeah. you made about drawing a piece of art. Um, but then you post it and it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, and either like the apps decide that they're just like not going to show anyone that stuff that day or people are into it or whatever. And it can be really like just frustrating. Like you can feel like a real time sink with that type of stuff because like, right. you know, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell people to like, you know, don't work for free. Don't like, don't take on free jobs. Don't work only for exposure or whatever. But like at the end of the day, that kind of is, what True, the deal yeah. is right. with these uh social media companies right it's like we're working for free in exchange for exposure but even then it's like sometimes exposure it's like maybe exposure so do True. all this work 
And if you make something that could potentially make us more money, we'll give you a little bit more exposure, um, which is crazy. And if, if anyone just like explained, it, like if a friend came to me and they're like, hey, I got offered this like job and they're only going to pay me an exposure, but they're also only going to pay me an exposure if they like the work and they think it'll make them some money. Should I take that job? Like, why would I ever tell someone to take that fucking job? Like, it's right, yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. And I'm sure, I, I don't know what the pie chart of your typical day is, but like social media is a big chunk of time. Yeah, it's a lot, it's, especially with the videos and stuff. It's just like, you know, if I spend three or four hours putting a video together and then I launch it, like, hey, I'm probably pretty like creatively drained after I've made that and don't have energy to do other stuff. And then B, like once it's out there and it doesn't do much, like I can't help but like in the back of my mind kind of be like, okay, if I had spent those four hours on like even just like sitting down to like make art or to fart around or to like grow in some other way, like wouldn't have wouldn't I have benefited from that like so much more than if I had done this stuff. Right. So yeah, I mean the social I, I think all of that kind of encapsulates why I really try to like mentally stay at, at arm's length from the social media stuff because it is such a like poor barometer for like telling you how things are going or how your art is doing or whether people are into it or whatever because it's uh, I don't know all of it is a complete crapshoot and it's all kind of founded uh, on this base of like manipulating people's brains into like using their platforms uh, to make more advertising dollars um, but unfortunately for a lot of artists, it's kind of like the only game in town. If you want to show your stuff off and, and kind of get your name out there, like that's the other thing too, is that like so much of my work and so many clients and also like customers from when I sell stuff come from, you know, keeping this sort of social media ball rolling a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, um, in a way I, I feel like I, I need to keep it up in order to like keep that other side of the business up as well. But like at the end of the day, like it's work like it, it it's taking time doing stuff that like I don't often feel like doing and and doing work to make money for someone else to hopefully get like a little bit of uh you know extra work and satisfaction on my end yeah I, it's really cool hearing your um your take on it and your thoughts on it and it's it's nice you know, I don't know just that people are thinking about it I think because I think where it gets a little dangerous is when people you just get sucked into it uh, and, and, and aren't maybe thinking critically about kind of how, I don't know, yeah, just what it does to people, what it does to themselves and their own, whatever the hell. But I find it uh, fascinating and something I think about, but kind of on the other side of somebody who like doesn't really, I like for, for a while, I've basically just said, okay, I'm just going to not really do social media. I'm not really going to post anything, but I don't know, not necessarily a, a better alternative either because you know, like you said, there's there's pros and cons and there's certain opportunities that it allows you. Yeah, I mean, I think it does also come down to like, you know, your idea of success or like your idea of what it is that you want to get out of doing this design stuff or, or making art or like whatever, right? Like if your whole measurement for success is just that you get like a bunch of attention and that you get a bunch of people liking your stuff on social media and like that's enough for you, then like, yeah, maybe do the social media thing. But but if otherwise it's to like, you know, do cool work for like interesting clients, like 
you can do that stuff without having social media. Like you can just like make good art and make sure that, you know, people in the right organizations know about it and see it. And then you're going to get to do that work. So it really depends on, on what you want to get out of this kind of thing. Right. Well, speaking of like cool opportunities, um, I, I was going through your, your, your page and like your, when you were at Adobe max, what, what was that a, a couple months ago? Like, that's probably the kind of thing that it's like, okay, this is kind of worth it. Like you, you, you'd play this game and then, but it allow it, it affords you an insanely cool opportunity like that. Like the videos with, with people screen printing your shirts. I mean, um, anyway, I don't know why I'm saying it, but like, how cool was that? That seemed like a really cool experience. Of course. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. And like, and yeah, end of the day, like did, did those people who like got in touch with me about that opportunity, like, did they find me because I like cold emailed their company? No, they found me because, you know, someone on that team follows me on social media and they had the idea of reaching out and then we, we made something work. So that's, that's great. Like, like I said, like there are like lots of benefits to like doing well on social media in terms of like the attention that you're going to get. And that's a route to take, but it's also like, just like a high, high cost to get in, in terms of like all the work that you have to do and the stuff that you have to keep up. But, um, but yeah, just in general, I mean, that opportunity was great. Like that actually was kind of like two separate things that kind of came together at once. Like I got reached out to by, uh, an agency, uh, last summer in like August, um, about doing that, that t-shirt stuff specifically. Um, so they wanted me to like design a couple t-shirts that were going to be used as like swag for the conference. So I was definitely on board with that. Um, but that was kind of like the end of the deal. It's just like, I do the t-shirts and that's, that's it. I don't get to like go down there and like see it or, oh, or anything okay. like that, which was, which was too bad. But um, I think within like, within like a few weeks of getting that offer, I don't even know if I'd like finished the work. Uh, maybe I had finished the work, but then anyways, within like a small window after that, I got reached out to by Adobe directly um and not this like agency that works for them but adobe reached out um asking if i want to be part of their um like adobe express ambassador team um so being able to like help sort of promote the adobe express product and that kind of thing um which i was all ears for and then they kind of mentioned they're like and if you join like you know we can send you down to like different conferences and stuff we have going and i was like well i have kind of a vested interest in heading down to adobe max and they're like yeah of course you can, wow. you can go to that so um they sent me down there for that and then um so that was yeah i mean that was really cool like, even when i got there i didn't i still didn't really know what it was going to look like like what the t-shirt stuff was gonna like i knew that they were using it for this like screen printing thing people are going to be able to like screen print their own and, and that sounded really cool but i think even the day of like the people at the agency said like oh like like you know it's going to be just like a small booth and it'll be like on the last day of the conference and we'll be in this area so i'm like okay like that's that's cool that's kind of like what i expected and i'm excited to see it but then like two hours later like i finally walked into like the main sort of like atrium of the whole conference and that and there was like this booth set up and people are like screen printing t-shirts and I'm like oh that's cool like um I guess someone else is doing it for the first few days like I wonder what they're making like I'll go check it out and then I walked up and just like sifted through a couple of t-shirts I was like uh okay uh hold on a second and then like kind of like it was one of those moments where like all of a sudden like the room was like kind of spinning and I like <laughs> it was very confused and excited at the same time and then like you know there's like boxes full of like my t-shirts everywhere and all these t-shirts on our 
on racks and then like people screen printing my t-shirts like right next to me and there's a lineup of like 100 people waiting to get their screen printed t-shirt and then I started looking around I'm like oh like everyone here is like carrying around because that was the thing too is that because they were all like freshly screen printed people couldn't just like shove them in their bags or anything they had to carry them around a little like hanger for a while so like everyone everywhere turned is like hanging their t-shirt like off they were in like a you know like a, a me poster right uh, on them everywhere they go at this conference and it was like yeah that was like that was such a trip that was like such a crazy thing and it like you know i absolutely would not have like understood the the scale of that if i hadn't got to like go see it on my own True. um so i was really lucky that i was able to go down and see that and then and then yeah since then like I, i've been able to do like a couple little pieces for the adobe express team themselves as well which has been like really cool um so it's been really fun to what's adobe express is that it's like their yeah it's their product that they use for it's like um like a browser-based product for the idea essentially is for people who don't necessarily have like the skills of using the entire adobe suite or necessarily even like have the adobe suite to begin with but still want to be able to make graphics pretty like quickly and easily like it's just like a really nice streamlined version of that like say you want to be able to make like an Instagram story, but you don't want to just like make it in the app and use like all the Instagram tools. Like you want to make something that looks decent, but you don't necessarily have all of like the Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever skills. Like they just make it pretty quick and easy to whip something up like that oh, on your okay, own cool. and, you know, give you all sorts of, uh, of options for, for what you want it to look like and, and templates and, and whatever you need really. True. Well, now you're, you know, you're doing your job as a yeah. spokesperson <laughs> yeah. for Adobe Express. Yeah, exactly. This is this is all a, a paid opportunity for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. So um, are you going to other conferences or? Uh, I don't have anything lined up at the moment. I've just been kind of busy doing my own thing here. So I haven't really yeah. even even looked into it too much. But are there are there lots that are on your mind? Like when you, you look at the start of the year and like the conferences that are coming up are the ones that you sort of like bookmark and, and figure out whether you're going to check out? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been to a, a, a design conference. I'd like to. I know that there's a couple in Toronto in the next year. Not Adobe ones, but um, I don't know what they are. But I've seen... I don't know. I have them kind of saved, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go. It they, Like, you know, unlike you, I actually have to pay to go to, to these conferences, right? So... I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the thing too, is that like... Um, I think I, at one point, like, you know, I had the opportunity to like buy a ticket to go to Adobe Max and to like fly to LA and, and, right. the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. and like, it's like that whole thing would have been like very expensive, like, yeah. like not yeah. cheap for me to go down and do that kind of thing. So totally. yeah, conferences tend to be on the more expensive side for sure. And so, yeah, you really have to make sure that if you're going to like drop that kind of change for like the ticket and then like the, uh, the flight and the hotel and all the expenses, like you know, you want to make sure you're, you're getting something out of it. Like exactly. when I was at Shopify, you know, we got to like go to conferences and that oh, kind cool. of stuff would be paid for, for our, you know, professional development, or we were there for literally for work and, and we were there for that side of it. So, um, so I was pretty lucky with that kind of thing, but also kind of like got my fill of the design conferences Fair. as well. So I, yeah. you know, I've seen a, a good number of them now, but there are some that, you know, are excellent. They got like great lineups of people and you can learn a lot and you can yeah. make friends. So they're worth checking out, especially if you haven't been to some. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I think uh, I'll have to go to uh, something in this next year. And I think also 
could you know could be an interesting opportunity to like meet someone and ask them to do this podcast so yeah you know. yeah of course like a it's a good way of just meeting people face to face and yeah um and getting them just strong arming them to, yeah. to be on the podcast it's easier if, if you meet them in person yeah because exactly. well, you, you yeah. had like aaron draplin on here like pretty pretty early on right i did yeah yeah but if you started a podcast tomorrow and you dm'd him he would do it it doesn't yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like um like jesse nyberg said the same thing because he had him yeah. on it where he's like that guy just does podcasts like he's just yeah man. he loves it he eats that stuff up yeah yeah it was funny with aaron draplin he had posted um like an Instagram thing of another podcast he did. And in the caption, he was like, you know, I don't care if you're like, you know, the, the biggest brand in the world or you're just some dingleberry with a microphone, like I'll do your podcast. And I, I sent him an email and the subject line was dingleberry with a microphone or something like that. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think he just does them all, which is cool. You know, I mean, he, uh, he's a character. So like, yeah, he can, well, he can talk I... endlessly, you know, so. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I so when I did the Adobe stuff in the fall, like I, I had that like the booth of my stuff was like set up, and then like two booths over, like around the corner, was Aaron Draplin set up with like all of his like insane setup of like nine hundred products yeah. and whatever. And he he's there, and there's like a lineup of people just to like chat with him right. all day long. There's like a lineup of wow. like ten people deep, just like waiting to say hi or whatever. Yeah, and he, he like he did a talk there too, and I checked it out, and it was really fun, but. The whole time I was kind of like, oh, I should like go say hi. I should go say something. Cause like he, he was one of the guys that I started like following, you know, when I was, I probably would have like still been at Shopify, but I was like starting to like try out some Skillshare courses and starting to be like, I should really get back into this like design stuff. Cause I like yeah. this a lot better and whatever. And, you know, I've kind of followed him ever since. And he's a good, like sort of motivational figure and like a positive dude. But, um, yeah, like on the last day that I was there, um, I wanted to grab a couple of things from his like booth anyway. So I thought like, what the hell? And just like grabbed a couple of products and then like went and just like said, what's up and said hi and said, you know, like I used to follow your courses. And now I got this like booth around the corner because all of Adobe's merch for this conference That's is cool. mine. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he's like, like, what's your like, what's your handle on Instagram? And I said, boring friends. He's like, oh, I know you. Wow. And, and then that was like the weirdest, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know your stuff. Like, he, like he's already seen it around and he already like knows what I do. And then we just kind of, we shot the shit for a bit. And uh, he told me to stay the fuck out of Portland. Uh, so, <laughs> so I said, sure. Uh, and then we talked about like Toronto for a bit and whatever. And then he like, you know, he like followed me the next day and then sent me like a really nice message and said, like, keep it up and the whole thing. So, wow, man. Um, just like a cool, yeah, th- that whole that whole week of like being down at that conference and just like experiencing all those things separately was like a pretty crazy whirlwind of like, okay, I think I can, I can allow myself to feel like things are going well. True. Yeah. That's a, that's a a cool, um, cool interaction. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what, what you're kind of saying about Aaron Draplin, like you, you do a good job of that because I mean, at this point you have a really big audience too. And I feel like, something that um i appreciate is just this kind of like total openness like if you have a questions just send me a thing and i'll try to help you or the the office hours thing um you know it's this kind of very like uh welcoming like we all we're all trying to figure this out together kind of attitude which uh which i love and it's definitely um kind of draplin-esque you know yeah i think i just uh i, I think end of the day 
I think it's just the realization, even when I was like kind of getting started with this stuff to be like some of the, it, it feels like too hard to find the answers to like some of these questions, you know what I mean? Like it feels like, like some of these things are purposely kept under like lock and key or like everyone has to like keep their stuff to themselves and like do their own thing because there's only so much whatever to go around, like money or followers or, or yeah. whatever the hell. Um, but like, that's really like not true. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's plenty of room for like everyone to be here. And just by like bringing people along for the journey of what you're doing, you're not going to like dilute the stuff that you do and people aren't going to like steal your, your spotlight or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, th there's, there's no benefit to like keeping people out from this kind of thing. And like, I personally totally. just think like the world's a better place if there are more people who feel like encouraged and confident enough to like make art and put it out there and have that art become part of whatever their lives or part of their community or like, you know, make some little pocket of the world a little brighter because they're creating it. Right. So, you know, if I can play some role in just basically showing people to be like, Hey, it's this easy. Like you can just do it. You don't need like someone's permission to start doing it. And you, you, you know, you don't need to have make sure you have 10 years of training before you start putting your work out there you can just start making stuff um you know i feel like some people kind of need that nudge and like don't realize that um it really is that that simple right because i i think i kind of like existed in that bit of a like a, a bubble with this kind of thing for for a really long time where you know i didn't feel as confident to just either like put my stuff out there or to like reach out to other artists just with like questions or to um you know just to basically like get started on any of this stuff like it all felt too daunting and too intimidating or that it wasn't my space and that I wasn't supposed to be there or whatever but I think like once you start farting around with this kind of stuff and like start actually like putting yourself out there just for the sake of of trying something out and to seeing what happens like even for the stuff that doesn't go and doesn't work, I think you start to realize that like, like it's really not the end of the world when those things happen. Like it's actually not a problem at all. And, and realizing that it's like not that scary and not that crazy forces you to like go out and do it again and again, because you know that like, you know, for every, however many times that it doesn't work, some like really cool things are going to come up that wouldn't have otherwise, if you didn't put yourself out there. Um, so yeah, I, th I think I just try to like nudge people in that direction in in any way that I can. Like that's again part of like sort of what the make shitty art stuff is is a trying to show people like five years ago I was making shitty art like like it was just like me learning to draw and like putting it out there. Um, and so all it comes down to is just like wanting to do it, just like wanting to create things. Um, and b also just like teaching people to like to make stuff without being like too attached to the outcomes, you know, just like make stuff because like it feels good to like sit down and create something. Even if you don't share it, even if it's not like leading you on some, some journey of like creativity or, or like anything for your career, you can just like sit down and make art. And then like, you're probably going to feel a little bit better after you make the art. Yeah. Um, especially if you have the attitude of like, like I'm fine if it's garbage because everyone's just going to like make garbage anyways. So who cares if I sit down and make some shit? Hell yeah. No, dude, I, uh, I, I love your message. I love your, uh, I, I, everything you're doing. I think it's awesome. 
and uh, I think that's a that's a good place to to wrap it up. I really appreciate it. Cool, man. I appreciate hearing all that. It's real nice of you to say, and uh, thanks for having me by. It's cool to to chat again. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Graphic Design is Fun podcast. If you want to support the show, you can share it with your friends, share it with your coworkers. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can leave a five-star review. Any of those things helps a ton. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Oh, and you can follow on Instagram at graphic design is fun. Yeah.